Coming up on today's episode of Unwind with Achiever. It's not uncool or emotional or crazy to call a person out for being rude, manipulative, and generally treating you like crap. Who's closest to you? Who do you really want to invest in building that level of intimacy, of trust, of respect, of time for? Our whole culture has just stopped talking about friendship. It's like it slipped off the agenda and hasn't been made accountable ever since. Combine this with a lack of attention to friendship, with the changes in social media, and it's no wonder that poor old friendship is having a PR crisis. And this is the bit in the book, really, where I felt seen. You know, at this point, Dr. Hannah was talking directly to me. Grab a coffee or put your walking shoes on. This is your chance to spend a moment investing in yourself. Join Anna Roberts sharing actionable steps for self-development, mindset, and performance hacks. And making sure you're working smarter, not harder. We have to say, I can do that. You're part of a community of women across the globe, striving for success in your personal and professional lives. Who runs the world? So get ready to unwind with Achiever. Hello and welcome to Unwind with Achiever. It's the show that helps you decompress and recharge so that you can work smarter, not harder, at achieving your dream life. And today, drumroll please, is the launch of ABC, the Achiever Book Club. Welcome to a monthly segment where I share some of my favorite books in the self-improvement, the professional development and business space. And the first book in the series is one that I'm going to bet is going to pique quite a bit of interest. It's a quick and simple guide to recognizing toxic friendships, letting go of them and learning how to become a better friend. The title of the book is How to Break Up with Friends, and it's by Dr. Hannah Coral. She's an expert on neuropsychology, and what she does in this book is she examines how and why our brain makes us do certain things when it comes to friendships. It's got many activities, a lot of practical examples, and it's really going to help you work out what true and genuine friendship actually looks like. Because the bottom line is this, we all have that one friend, you know, the one that I'm talking about, the one that expects the world, but never remembers your birthday, the one who constantly ditches your dinner plans when you're already halfway to the restaurant, or even the one that leaves you feeling absolutely exhausted, maybe even used or completely emotionally battered and drained. I mean, why do we let these people into our lives? When is their friendship as Dr. Hannah says, actually friend shit. And how do we dump these crappy companions? This is really a no BS, an essential guide for anyone devoting your precious time or energy into maintaining friendships with toxic friends. So as I mentioned, there's activities, there's a lot of truth bombs, quite a few real life examples and case studies. But really, neuropsychologist Dr. Hannah is going to help you identify the bad friends in your life understand what true friendship should actually look like, learn how to attract the best people around you and become the best friend you can be yourself. It's quite provocative. It's funny. It's brutally honest. 
And how to break up with friends is probably going to change, as it has for me, the way that you look at friendship forever. So in this first edition of the book club, I'm going to share my three main takeaways from the book that I started to action immediately and why I think it's something that we need to pay attention to in our post-corona world, especially when we're examining our lives, our time and our boundaries. So let's start off with the concept of bad friendship. And this is really the starting place for the entire book and this kind of shift in focus. Because when we talk about relationships, really it's mostly in reference to maybe our partners, our family members, work colleagues, or the relationship that we have with ourselves. Rarely are we taught about what friendship is, what is acceptable between friends and what expectations and standards we need to have for healthy and beneficial friendships. So let me quote a passage directly from the book. Having expectations and standards of your friends is a good thing. Bad friendships are like bad romantic partners, but unlike romantic partners, they operate undetected due to their benevolent title of a friend. A toxic friend really has the potential to feed off you, not just for months or for years. They tend to stick around in your life for decades. So I'm going to give you a moment to breathe and absorb that all in. A toxic friend has the potential to feed off you, not just for months or years. They tend to stick around your life for decades. Think about it. Especially in the social media age that we live and operate in, you know, we might have left our hometown and moved abroad, but we still keep in touch with those people that we knew growing up or... We might even still be where we grew up. We haven't moved away. And being surrounded by people that we've known for years and just kind of going through the motions. Having a large network is often something that's emphasized as being really good for our career growth. But think about it. How many of those people that you actually know are are friends or maybe even people that you might label as being beneficial to you in terms of support, of growth or acceptance? So have a moment maybe to think about that. And I'm going to follow it up by asking you some of the questions that Dr. Coral poses. She says, have you ever stopped to consider what it is that you want from a friendship? Have you ever sat down to consider what you need, what you're willing to give or what you expect in return in a friendship? I'm going to give you a moment just to consider those questions and what your responses might be before we move on. Have you ever stopped to consider what you want from friendship? Have you ever sat down to consider what you need? What are you willing to give? And what do you expect in return? Now, I hope that those questions have maybe given you a chance to shine a light on some of your friendships. And you're probably thinking to yourself now, something along the lines of, oh, wow, why is friendship so messy these days? You know, why haven't we talked about this before? Dr. Coral has a response to that too. And it's quite fascinating. She writes... Our whole culture has just stopped talking about friendship. It's like it slipped off the agenda and hasn't been made accountable ever since. So you couple this with a lack of attention to friendship, with the changes in social media, and it's no wonder poor old friendship is really having a PR crisis. 
So social media creates this juxtaposition of perfect profiles. We've also got these memes of Jomo, the joy of missing out. We can ghost from events. We can get jealous that we didn't attend something or we can keep connected by liking someone's picture or by emoji responses. And by the way, I'm speaking from experience here. It's not like I'm any better or I've got this figured out. The really impactful part of this is the academic research or the lack thereof into friendships when we want to better understand and define friendship because there hasn't been any academic research for quite some time. So in the book, Dr. Coral references Marcus Cicero back from 44 BC who wrote about the two types of friendships. Marcus mentioned either vulgar and mediocre friendships or true and perfect friendships. So, you know, cheers, Marcus. That's really helpful for us. There's a few others reference, but the key thing here is, and I'm speaking to the females listening, all of them ignore the female gaze. They refer to friendship as a political alliance based on brotherhood, and it's not great for females or males, to be honest. So by now, you've probably got some striking realizations maybe coming to the front of your mind about friendships, about maybe what you've been entertaining, what you've been keeping around, maybe just a little longer than you should. Perhaps you're asking yourself, why am I putting up with this behavior? And maybe your response is, well, it's just easier to accept these people. I don't want to rock the boat. I don't want to have to deal with the fallout of it. <laughs> and and this is the bit in the book, really, where I felt seen. You know, at this point, Dr. Hannah was talking directly to me. So let me read you a passage directly out of the book. Sometimes we want to pretend that certain things aren't a big deal when they actually are. Why might we want to brush the hurt under the carpet and pretend it didn't happen? You might not want to seem like you're not easygoing or you're not cool. Maybe you don't want to seem like you're negative or complaining or come across as emotional or too sensitive or crazy. So let me share with you what Dr. Hannah suggests as the cold, hard truth. Here's a truth bomb. It's not uncool or emotional or crazy to call a person out for being rude, manipulative, and generally treating you like crap. And that was really the reassurance, the words that I needed to hear, because friendships are messy without rules and layered, you know, complex descriptions, especially when it comes to big, large friendship groups. I'm going to leave you with some research now, and that is that the human brain is hardwired to only handle a certain number of meaningful close ties at one time. Our neocortex is only biologically equipped to deal with no more than five very close friendships at one time. Say friends, uh, best friends, family, partners. Our closest friendship level consists of two people, say your partner and your bestie. And then the next layer after that can handle five close friends. So really think about it. Who's closest to you? Who do you really want to invest in building that level of intimacy, of trust, of respect, of time for? There's also some other categories of outer layers of friends, of casual friends who we see on a less regular basis, we move in and out of contact with. So I'm not trying to make you think about going on a massive friendship cull. I just really think it's quite an interesting exercise to think about who do we spend our time with? What are the dynamics and the intricacies of who we spend that time with? And who do you really want to prioritize in terms of friendships and relationships? So I've given you a lot of information in quite a short amount of time. Let me close up this Achiever book club session on how to break up with friends by recapping some of my biggest takeaways from the book. 
Have you ever stopped to consider what you want from a friendship? Have you ever really sat down to consider what it is that you need? To quote Dr. Hannah, our whole culture has just stopped talking about friendship. It's like it slipped off the agenda and hasn't been made accountable ever since. Combine this with a lack of attention to friendship, with the changes in social media, and it's no wonder that poor old friendship is having a PR crisis. It's not uncool or emotional or crazy to call a person out for being rude, manipulative, or generally treating you like crap. Ultimately, you're the only one who can satisfy yourself, the only person who's going to be there for you, and that you're stuck with for the rest of your life. So invest in yourself. Coming up next week on Unwind with Achiever. Next week, we'll continue to help you dream, believe, and achieve happiness and success on your own terms by hearing from our coaching team and answering your questions that have come through on Instagram. So if you haven't already, find us by searching at Achiever and hit the follow button to keep up to date with all of our news. If you've loved what you've listened to today, we'd love to hear from you. Follow us on Instagram at Achiever and drop us a DM if you want to chat further. And remember, if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together.